Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2007 film Charlie Bartlett with a then unknown Anton Yelchin in the title role is, not sure how you describe it, kind of a satire of meds, but meds being taken unlawfully, if that, if that makes sense. Um, joining us today to talk about the film and related topics is Anne Foistel, um, author of Our Favorite Movies, How Films Affect Our Mental Health. I mean, thanks so much for being here today. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me again. I love to come here. Oh, look, oh, we got first uh, first Monday. I forgot to mention that. So if you're listening to this, it means it's either the first Monday of the month or someday after that. So if you're in the future, which you're probably going to be, if you're listening to this, welcome <laughs> from the past. Hope the future is better today, if that makes sense, or something like that. Um, but yeah, um, and I, I do want to mention a couple of resources up front, because uh, I know that um, if you do need to reach out to anyone today, there are a couple different crisis text lines. Uh, in the U.S., you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. In the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to eight five two five eight, and depending upon where you are in the world, uh, check your local listings. Um, and thanks so much for, for being back today. I, I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about this movie because right. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And and I was kind of like tiptoeing around the 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 plot or whatever you want to call it because I know undoubtedly when people hear the synopsis, they're going to be thinking oh, so the movie's anti-meds or oh, the movie's pro-meds. And I just wanted, wanted to clarify that the meds taking as depicted in the film is for large part unlawful uh, pill taking uh, dispensed not by a doctor. So I just wanted to, to clarify that um, upfront for those looking to uh, send me hate mail or send Anne hate mail about uh, this this particular film. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really interesting, and how the main character basically what happens with the unlawful medication, if you don't mind me uh, going into that. So the main character Charlie Bartlett, um, he starts going to this public school after getting kicked out of his private school. And he decides to um, start seeing these different psychiatrists um, explaining, oh, he's got symptoms for depression. He's got symptoms for anxiety. He has symptoms for this or that. And then they prescribe him medication. And then he basically acts as a, a therapist slash psychiatrist at his school um, with the different kids and then he'll give them medication depending on what their symptoms are. Um, correct. So and there was unlawful. Correct. And more so one thing that I did want to mention is that some of the doctor shopping, I guess you could say, which there are, there are, there's like a montage scene where he's doctor shopping mm -hmm. that at least in the U S I don't, I don't know about other countries, but in the U S subsequent to the passing of Michael Jackson, I believe that that is 
you can't really do that anymore in the U.S. At least that's my understanding is that if if the, if the doctor thinks that you're going somewhere else to get a, I'm not talking about second opinion, nothing like that. But if it's if you're like shopping to get prescription, I don't believe that the FDA or whatever governing body would be. I don't think they permit it anymore in the U.S. So um, that's some minor detail that I wanted to to mention and. And I do want to mention, and, and I'm sure, and you might notice this because I, I alluded to some of this off mic. Those listening probably won't will hear that I might be off my, uh, um, not fully attentive or aware today. Uh, there's been some off mic stuff going on, so I'm gonna do my best to, you know, plow full speed ahead. That's what podcasts are for, right? Exactly. Well, for to, being honest, yeah. Yeah, I don't have to be a hundred percent. And um, but yeah, and one thing that the the film the, um, establishes fairly on in the film, and this is somewhat of a, I don't necessarily there, I don't necessarily know if there's any cult films per se anymore because that film that 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 term has been done to death. But if there was, Charlie Bartlett would be a, a prime candidate for a cult film because it's just so offbeat and so people won't get it. And a lot of people won't get it. I, I, just so just so you know, if you, if you, if you watch, try to watch me and you don't get it, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's definitely yeah. weird. That's one of the reasons why I love it. Yeah, right. not every, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Sure. Correct. One of the things that's really unusual about it is the title character, uh, Anton Yelchin. I believe this is before anybody knew who he was. Uh, well, obviously, I, you know, you knew who he was. I knew who he was. If, you know, people who've seen this movie at the time that it came out know, 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 knows who he was. But the film, it, it's kind of funny to watch because he's essentially from a, um, say, rich family, wealthy uh, mm -hmm. family. And when, he, when he's introduced, he looks like a richy rich type of character. He's got like a little, what's it, like monogrammed, uh, suit jacket and, and people mistake it for a, for a teacher because he's not dressed like a normal kid. Right. Uh, as the movie goes on, he, he does. But when he's introduced, there's just something really off kilter about, about this guy, you know, and more so with his relation to his mother, played by, uh, by, by Hope Davis. Um, his father is out of the picture, presumably temporarily. And I, I, I'm not, I won't spoil that, that, that piece of the film because it does figure in, in, in some later scenes, but just even his, you know, never mind his relation to some, some of the people at, at his school, but mm -hmm. his relate, I mean, this is somewhat, I think in the, one of the first opening scenes, he tells his mom, oh, did you take your clonopin today? Who, who tells their mom? Right. Oh, <laughs> Well, he really, he takes care of his mom, and I don't yeah. think that's a spoiler that, yeah. you know, he takes care of his mom um, throughout, you see him do it throughout the movie, um, and it's obvious that she's incredibly important to him, but he sort of sometimes feels like he's the dad, and she's the child, you know, just, and that's really wears on him, for sure, um, but yeah, so he, I mean, when he we find out that he's yeah been kicked out of all these private schools and um, the last we see him get kicked out of the the very 
last one before he goes to public school and it turns out he's been making these fake IDs for people, not because he needs money, but sort of to be popular. And then we find out that's sort of, at least at first, the reason why he's doing what he's doing is he's trying to be popular with kids by sort of prescribing them this medication, well, prescribing in quotes. Correct. And giving giving them this medication that was prescribed to him through his doctor shopping. Correct. And this movie was always on my radar when it came out because Robert Downey Jr. plays the high school principal. And this is Robert Downey Jr. just right before Iron Man blew up. So this was pre-Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. And his daughter in the film is played by Kat Dennings from that the show Two Broke Girls, which I watched religiously, and I still do when it's on reruns and I see it on TV. Um, so I think that Two Broke Girls was around the same time, if I if, if my math is correct. Maybe a, a little maybe later. Maybe a few years yeah, later. Maybe, but so there's a lot, and I think Drake even has a cameo. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a. And I, I hope I didn't spoil it. I, oops, sorry. Um, it's fairly fairly early. In yeah, the movie, yes. um, but it is fun to see him. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, just a lot to like about it. You know what I mean? It's it, it's. Um, now, one thing I, I did want to get your thoughts on, and we had alluded to this prior to, um, you know, going on air. Um, obviously, and, and we're, we're also aware of this, there tends to be like these two sides in the mental health conversation, you know, one side being, you know, anti-meds and the other side being, you know, take your meds and, and these two extremes. And part of my um, concern with... I don't, think, I don't know if concern would be the right word, but I want to be you know, mindful of um, you know, the, the various opinions. Um, do, you think the, do you think that the film, Charlie Brothers, do you think the film is you know, anti-meds or, or pro-meds or do you think it's just the, the, the culture of it? I don't, think it's, I don't think it comes down either way, personally. I mean, I think it sort of, it shows that that some people can be helped with medication, um, but that you know, uh, but it's also that you have to be incredibly careful with medication. Um, but that there's plenty of people out there who either don't want it or don't need it, and that's okay. That was sort of the impression that I got, but I don't think it came down on either side. Correct. And one of the things on that on that point that I've always um... I've always felt about this film is that it's not so much about the, the meds and the mental health aspect of the film, but more so about, and this will sound really, I hope it doesn't sound mean when I say this out loud, but it, it sort Uh-oh. of comes across as being like um, what whiny rich people do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that it, it, this could, it, this could easily have been a Wes Anderson movie, easily, if you had done a few different rewrites, bring in you know Wes Anderson, it easily could have been a Wes Anderson movie, easily. Um, not it, it's not as quirky and offbeat. It almost is. Uh, you know, maybe throw in a, a Gene Hackman cameo or 
You know, right. or Bill Murray. Is it Bill Murray or Gene Hackman? He's always in both of them. Yeah. Well, Bill yeah. Murray is in everything. I think yeah. Gene Hackman has been in at least. I know he was in the Royal Tenenbaums, yeah. but I'm not sure if he was yeah. in other ones. Yeah, because it because at one at one point Charlie says to one of the, the psychiatrists there, you know, oh, we we've got your 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 number on call. You know, what family has a psychiatrist on call? Right. Right. And. And then with what his um, his father is in prison for, what's you know I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a rich people. Oh, crime. you just gave away what was going on with the father. Oh, but <laughs> oh no, 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 I didn't say what's going on specifically though. Did I? Well, you said he was in prison, but I didn't say what for though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, should I keep? Should, um, should I keep? Should I keep it on record though? Should I keep yeah. recording? Okay. Yeah, I, I think you're good. Okay. So that's just... a, yeah. What I but I mean what I mean though is it's a very, you know, rich people thing that he did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear I hear what you're saying, but I think there's so many movies where you could say that about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sort of negates sort of their humanity, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I could I could, I could see that. Um but I would agree that some of the stuff in there does seem very well. Yeah, I'll, I would. A lot of the stuff around Charlie and his mom are, is very privileged. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you could. Um, oh, and one thing I, I before I forget, there is, and the movie is PG thirteen, um, which for any parents listening or any younger um, listeners, take heed of that PG thirteen rating because there is some uh, language. Uh, issue including some homophobic and uh, so on more than one occasion not, not pervasive but they're, they're just something to keep in mind I, I don't think I yeah. mentioned that um, just lost my train of thought <laughs> I, inter- <laughs> I interject a, a point to be helpful that I listen oh oh I know what it was um, yeah on, on that that privilege thing I mean there's even one one scene where and I'm sure people have seen in other movies where there's like this long dinner table, like a mile long and like his mom's on one side and he's on the other table. It's almost like, you know, can you pass the gray poupon kind of, kind of feeling? <laughs> Roll down the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. Do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I remember um, when it came out and I, I think we had mentioned this, another thing, um, you know, off mic, so I guess I'll mention it on, on mic again. Um, I remember when the movie came out, it had been delayed a few times. And it's, at least for me, I'm not sure if you if, if you picked up on it, but it, it tended to be a little, um, not a consistent tone throughout the film. Like there was a, mm. the openings part of the film, like the first third as it were, almost felt like, like, a, like a high school, John Hughes type of movie. Then the, yeah. the second, like a romp. Like yeah, a romp. the second part of the film, and and, I, and I'll be careful not to give too much away. But the second part of the film sort of felt like a different film because it was mm. all the high, like like Charlie Bartlett becoming like this local celebrity essentially by simply you know being being the pill dispenser for, for the right. high school and even. Um, becoming business partners with the high school bully who beats him up on his first day of school. So something like that, I think was a little, you know, Hollywoodized where I, where 
and then the the third act felt really really hollywoodized <laughs> so it's, it's like it's so as the movie went on it didn't seem as hollywoodized in the beginning but then as the story went on it got to be like more and more you know oh come on give me a break <laughs> you know you know what i mean it's it, i'm not saying it's about me because i do i do like it but there's moments where i i just look at it and go really <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i could see that you're poking all these holes in the movie <laughs> See, that's what happens when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I'll try not to. I, that's what happens when I do a podcast when I'm in a bad mood. I sort of like rip on the movie. Um, oh, well, I am, I am sorry you're in a bad mood. Yeah. But it's not a bad movie, though, at all. I mean, it's actually yeah. a, very, a very good movie and a very enjoyable movie. I, you know, but now that you, you talk about it, there does seem to be this sort of, I sort of think about it if, like the movie Donnie Darko had a lighter side to it. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have seen the movie Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and this is a film, and actually Donnie Darko also, which has a really good soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. There's an That's eel true. soundtrack in Charlie, uh, in, uh, Charlie Brothers, and I think the song they're playing, and, I'm not, I, I, and I, I won't say who the other one, because I don't want, I probably, I, I, I met my spoiler quota for this episode so i have to be careful <laughs> what i what i say but there was another that, song that sorry play early later in the film that the songwriters films or songwriters films have been in other films which i was pleasantly surprised to to see and i want to qualify the donnie darko thing is not that it's a science fiction movie yeah. charlie bartlett is not a science fiction yeah. movie anyway i'm more thinking of like the tone yeah of donnie darko yeah. through that dark that dark comedy yeah so. well well something you had, and something you had said just jogged my memory about uh one of the the things you had mentioned about the you know the message of the film being that not you know meds are not for everyone you know meds are for you know but okay, which I mentioned because there was there's one character in particular, and I, I won't I will I'll try to tread lightly so as to not spoil anything. But one character in particular, who one would presume would respond to um, to bed. So in the, in in this midst of all these you know people who are who are popping like ecstasy or whatever. Right, You've got right. someone who's who, even though it's prescribed unlawfully and illicitly, is taking it for its intended purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was kind of a, an unintended uh, consequence for for his for, for Charlie's um, you know calling, so to speak. He he right, and exactly. not to say that not to say that you know he wasn't helping others because he he likely was, but if you've got all these people who he's you know dispensing you know meds to and there's uh, probably like one or two who it's really making a difference for it's like there there was just some incongruity as far as that goes i was i was really interested in the bully character oh yeah yeah um he was you got to see his layers as the movie went on and like to see the layers of a bully not that i think that um it's okay to be a bully but yeah. it's interesting for a bully character to sort of get behind why they do what they do true oh yeah murphy i think his name is murphy he's yes. got the, the mohawk and, and i liked how charlie bradley he doesn't 
he doesn't fall into the the trap and i and i speak as someone who was bullied um so some of that's still kind of touchy for me uh, yeah. but i like how he doesn't fall into the 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 the, the um, trap that's set for him and but rather he uh you know rises above it and sees the big picture of it like and he even uh, utilizes uh the assistance of uh, there's a handicapped student who's much bigger than him and so he, i just love that i love that i love that part where he enlists the friend his handicapped friend to you know slap some you know and i have to be careful not to spoil anything but i like how he 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 really is friends with him and he and he, he enlists mm -hmm. his help to get this bully over to his side because he, he makes it a business deal basically yeah i was i was sort of split on on that friend like is that is that a decent realistic portrayal of somebody who would have those kinds of issues um what did you think about that i thought it was um you remember the, the 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 friend who we met on the bus, and then he. Yeah. I well, I. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Like you thought it would potentially like a like a caricature rather than. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Um, well, I I would say no because for me. He was only in the film very, you know, kind of like to fill a, to fill a, you know, a role, you know, and mm -hmm. like a need, and and then also it it showed that, you know, it showed Charlie's humanity. So when he, you know, and That's he had the, the scene where he's getting, you know, where he goes to the the cafeteria and everyone's, you know, splits when he shows up, and so I think it also. I don't know. I think that's a good point. Now that I mentioned, now that I think about it, because it, it was it's just like I couldn't tell. I it was like right on the edge where this could be just a little bit more over the top. I'd be interested in what people thought, other people thought about it. But I was, well, yeah. I, anyway, well, I was just curious. What you well, thought. I know when I, um, and I think I told you. Um, well, I guess for those who, who don't know, I, I went to Catholic school. Part of part of part of my time in high school and public school part of the time public school there were and actually actually both schools but more so with the private with the, the uh, public school there were students who i could identify with it with their character mm -hmm. e easily um and then also in the catholic school but they were you know Sorry, too, too much, too much getting into details and weeds, but uh, um, because of, there were some people in high school who I recognized from the character, I would say it wasn't as over the top as it could have been. Like right. I know it, if it were like a Fairly Brothers movie, I could see it really going, you know, going south. But yeah, that's very that, true. It's not as bad. It's not like there's something about Mary or something like that. Yeah. And and plus the fact that he was kind of a more like a what's that term? Uh, not exposition, but that other term. Plot device? Like, yeah, like sort of like a plot device. Like he was yeah, in that. Yeah. So kind of like to. Um, but yeah, and 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 um, now, do you think that? Um, and I'll try to tread lightly on this other point, but as far as the Robert Downey Jr. character, mm -hmm. um, and, and I do, and actually I should probably mention that there's a, another scene to be mindful of as far as uh, firearms and uh, apparently comedic use 
of a firearm. So I just want to put that content warning out there also. Um, but do you think that his backstory should have been explored? Because it sort of is through through his daughter, the, the cat Dennings. But do you think it, it, it kind of was there just for Charlie to, to play off? Or do you think it should have been yeah. explored more? I felt like that, well, for, just going back to the sort of the, the gun situation that, I don't know, I think some people could see that as, as, as uh, comedic, but I definitely did not. But that sort of, you can sort of depend on the situation yeah. about how you feel yeah. about that scene. But as far as his background, I would have liked to have more of that. I mean, the movie is is only an hour and a half, and there were times when I feel like could even have done five more minutes, and I would have loved to know more about the Robert Downey Jr. character because it's yeah. just a fascinating character, you know. Just you know, the whole thing about um, you know his wife leaving him has left him, and it's just him and his daughter, and you know he has these problems with alcohol. You know, which also Charlie's mom has problems with alcohol. So yeah. you sort of see these two kids, two teenage kids whose both parents, both of them have a parent who's, you know, has alcohol issues. So I thought that was interesting. Um, there's another, you know, sort of of the darker layer to the movie. But yeah, um, yeah I would have liked to know that. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm okay. I mean, I, I so I, I like some Marvel movies more than others, but I'm a huge, huge fan of Robert Downey Jr.'s when, you know, his smaller movies like this one in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And, oh, Kiss Kiss you know, Bang Bang is awesome. Uh, that is, that an amazing I, I love that movie. Um, and I, I didn't mean to mis misstate that that scene because um, the one is like in, in the, the pole scene where he's shooting at, at, at the boat or whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, did you so you didn't think that that was being played for, for, for laughs because I felt I think it I think that it's the kind of scene where I don't want to say like some people would find it funny and some people wouldn't necessarily but I think it's it's played for dark comedy yeah that, 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 that's probably what, what I was getting at you know I, I I think that it's it's the kind of scene where some yeah I do think that some people might find it funny and some people might not uh, you know, I think it, it sort of has to do also with like what how you feel about guns mm -hmm. as well. But that was one scene, and it was for me, it was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this scene. Yeah, again. exactly, exactly. Because I, I sort of had like that sinking feeling moment when, when mm -hmm. that scene came up, even when you know what's going to happen, it's yeah. still, you know, don't, don't, I mean, I, I would say to anyone, like, just still watch the movie it's still a good movie but the, there are some there are some tough scenes for sure yeah. well one thing that I I, and I I pretty sure we're both in agreement on, on this one but um, one thing that I think that the, the the film is very loud and clear as far as any message that's sending if there's any message at all to be sent is that high schools and junior highs and even you know grade school <laughs> at this point it would behoove them to have staff, whether regular teachers or guidance counselors or whatever, who are available to students so that you don't have the scenario such as what's depicted in this film where you have someone, sure. you know, going behind their teacher's back, you know, and, you know, <laughs> 
dispensing because I think that you know not 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 a good thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and I but you know, and I I think it's also just like talk to somebody. Exactly. Don't try to get medication, but it's okay to talk to your friends or your significant other or you know your parents or anyone if you're you know if you're dealing with your mental health stuff and you get you know it's just important to talk to somebody it's great to have more mental health staff for sure in schools um but i do think that one of the things that charlie does that's that's pure and good is that he is somebody to talk to right you know he, he, he does listen and he does care about the other kids. I think that's something that you see. He, he's a very loving individual. And, you know, so I think it, um, I think that's something that's important, you know, to, to be able to have somebody to talk to. I know when I was in high school, I dealt with depression. I mean, I've been dealing with depression since I was 10. So, um, you know, I didn't talk to any of the guidance counselors or I don't even remember if we had anybody, you know, full time. I mean, I'm sure we had like social workers or psychologist or somebody who came by the school, at least if not, were there full time. But yeah. I never really felt like I could talk to them. So I think it just depends on the school and, and the kid. Yeah, because that's why I that's why I had a, a very. um I want to say odd um, difference between the two the two schools I went to because the when I was at the Catholic school there was a guidance counselor who was basically on, on loan from JFCS Jewish Family Child, Child Services not even a, um, a Catholic school staff but on on loan from uh, JFCS when I went to the the, the public school <laughs> the, the counselor was actually on staff from the school and there was a more active um outreach or, or outreach or um rap sessions i remember they, they called them like we, we you know we got pulled out of homeroom and you know there was maybe like a dozen of us that got called out you know to go to uh-huh. you know the guidance counselor's office so i had very uh, a very night and day difference in the two schools, how it, how it was approached, you know, one was sort of like hush hush, you know, behind the behind the principal's office, you know, in in the in the administrative building. The other was sort of I'm not sure where I don't think it was like the it might have been like a you know health teacher's office or something like that. So it was kind of like like a classroom environment. Huh. But I just remember there there were two. I mean, it was a night and day difference between the two. I mean, one was almost like hush hush, don't talk about it. The other uh, was like more, you know, more uh, you know commonplace to talk about it. So that was a, yeah. Um, now I'm I'm hoping that you know years from well I don't want to say years from now maybe you know five ten years now maybe I'm hoping that there's like some director's cut of the film, uh, yeah. which, cause I would imagine there might be, cause if the movie was delayed, which it was, I would imagine there might be some director's cut, like maybe some Criterion DVD of uh, <laughs> the Charlie Bartlett, you know, five hours director's cut. That would, that would, that would be cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I haven't, um, I don't think I have this on DVD. I watched it on, through prime video it was there any deleted scenes or anything on the dvd on the dvd 
Yeah. Um, let me see. There is audio commentary, audio commentary, restroom confessional, and a music video. There's no deleted scenes. Oh, okay. Oh, and that reminds me, we, we forgot to do the uh, what are you watching segment. So oh, we, yeah. I didn't I didn't ask that yet. So should we do should we do that now? Yeah. To keep on format? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what have you been, been watching? Doesn't have to be about all uh, related, but. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think my favorite thing I've been watching is, um, I got to say this right, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that one? I haven't. No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's so much fun. Um, so basically, I mean, there's there's some dark parts, but basically what it's about is there's this young woman who's like a new author and she's made a good deal of money but it's just after uh, world war ii and she's in london she's lost her parents in the war and she gets um a letter from uh this guy who is in the uh island of guernsey which is in between like france and and england and um he's he had found her address in this book in this that he had gotten secondhand and he asked her if she could help him find this other book so she begins this correspondence with him and finds out that um he and his friends were part of this sort of literary group that they put together um during the occupation uh this at first it was sort of to save themselves out of the situation they could have gotten in trouble with the Germans who were occupying the island mm-hmm. and then it was to enjoy books and find ways to connect so she um goes over to to the island to sort of get to know these folks and it's just it's a very sweet movie you know it's focuses on on how reading is so important and so can bring people so much joy so cool. it's it's just it's a really fun movie. i gotta check I like that out so any movie that promotes reading and literacy i'm i'm all for definitely this is cool so, yeah i definitely i definitely recommend that one and then i saw i i feel like maybe we talked about this i can't remember the oliver Sacks documentary oh yeah yeah i've no, i've um that yeah, the, the awakening, but not the docu documentary. But there was a doc. There is a documentary about Oliver Sacks, who's mm-hmm. for those who don't know who don't know the name, Awakenings, that Robert Williams movie with Robert De Niro. That's Oliver Sacks. Yeah, he was he was a pretty amazing guy, you know, neurologist, and he cared so much about you know his his patients and the people that he interacted with. Just just like the sweetest man, and you know, I uh the fact that he was gay a lot of people didn't know that um and just how dedicated he was and how you know different things like was a bodybuilder for a number of years and did a lot of drugs and you know it wasn't until the movie awakenings came out that he was actually really taken seriously for his scientific work which was kind of sad but and the book was called i think the man who must mistake his wife for a hat or something i think that was yeah the, the man book. who mistook his wife for a yeah. hat that was yeah. sort of his first big yeah. um you know big deal book like awakenings at least when it first came out wasn't as 
big of a deal as the man who mistook his wife for a hat, yeah. which I, <clears throat> excuse me, which I've read both of them and I do enjoy both of them, both those books and I've seen the movie. Yeah. And so I probably, I've been watching, and, okay, so I hope you're, and you are sitting down, um, we're in, on uh, audio only, so. Um, now, with some of the, I don't want to say loss that I'm facing, but potential loss, you know, some so family stuff going on, and there was a, uh, a mall nearby that uh, closed, which I'm bummed out about. And in that context of uh, by my mindset of, you know, a lot of loss going on right now, uh, mall rats. I've been watching that that Kevin Clark's movie, Wall Rats. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, I've only seen that about fifty times. That so. movie is. I mean, a lot of people don't appreciate that movie at all, and it is just as good as Clerks. Just yeah. as good as Clerks. It's messed up. It is messed <laughs> up. But I, I like it better than Clerks. The only yeah. thing I can't watch is the 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 Jaws part. Yeah. Because oh. I saw when I was a little kid. I was at Universal Studios and the part where Jobs pops yeah. out of the water, yeah. it scarred me. Like I'm still scared of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I so so that's the part I can't watch. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I like to watch. That. So that so, so that's the reason why I sort of been rewatching it because there's a mall that I that I I miss. Uh, I had a DVD of Mall Rats, and it's, hey, I think I'll watch this cheer me up a bit. So. That's that's why for those who uh, you know my 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 indie movie credibility probably shot to hell right right now but or or, or did it because I don't think Kevin Smith is necessarily mainstream Hollywood. Um, I would not at least not as I mean some of his yeah. later movies were yeah. but I mean his yeah. early movies and then some of that what was the what was the one where they make the guy into a walrus Have you seen that one? Oh, Tusk. Uh, Tusk, like Tusk. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not a Hollywood movie. No, no. That was weird. Um, but yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot to like about Charlie Bartlett, though. There's it's mm-hmm. a very likable movie, and yeah. I mean, how cool is it that this is one of Anton Yelchin's you know earliest movies? I think it was one of the one of his earliest movies. So I think what he was in like Star Trek and some of the, the other movies mm-hmm. after then, but not only that, but it's a good movie too, a really good movie. I mean, how how awesome is that? Because often, I don't want to mention any names to it to you know make anyone feel bad, but how often do you hear, hear like about an actor who is really good and like their first movie was like horrible? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. True. It's too bad that you know he had to die at such a yeah. young age, though. So. Yeah. But, I mean, was, it's I mean, it's so it's such a good movie though. I mean, and yeah, it, it, it speaks to um, not even being in high school necessarily, but anyone even on a you know day to day life. Um, just you know, there's this, this recurring joke in the film about oh, there's more important things than being popular, and so like like what? <laughs> it's like no right. one can ever answer it. It's like like what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, what if I? I I feel like I would have liked to have had at least one adult be like, well, you know, there's, there's creating things and there's, you know, one close friend and there's, you know, enjoying classes and there's sports or something like yeah. that. Like I, I, it was, it was, I, I can understand why they didn't go there, but there was a part of me that said, well, maybe we should 
have a little bit of something about how let's not try to be popular at all yeah. costs. Yeah. Well, is there is there um, if we wind down, is there anything that I didn't mention about Charlie Brother that you think we we should mention? Oh, um, so I'm just trying to think about it. Um, but yeah, I think sort of I just think about the popularity thing mm -hmm. and how if my would my life have been better if I'd ever been popular or like what does being popular add to your life especially if it's a situation where people only like you for a certain reason and it's not because they like who you are yeah if, if they only like the, the 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 facade that you put up or the mask you're wearing and then the mask goes away and the facade goes away and then what did it do they still like you after the, after the, the the mask is gone you know right and I feel like there's so many movies where it's like, oh, well, people really did like him and then he's going to stay popular and then no, yay. And maybe that's part of the Hollywood thing we were talking about was sort of like for, you know, you know, things are taken away. I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but, uh, but he stays, you know, the, the whole popularity thing seems to be um, something that in so many movies, it's like, uh, yeah, once we get to know them and we still like them and it's great. So maybe I still, you know, we were you were talking about the bullying and I definitely dealt with that, but I just sort of think about, you know, maybe I'm a little bit better, but it, it just seems like that's not the way it works in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, um... Because the movie, as it goes on, like I said, the, the opening scenes, I really, you know, I like all of the movie. I, I definitely like all of the movie. Um, but just the, the tone of it sort of felt more Hollywoodized as the story went on. I like the scenes where he's playing the piano and he's singing, oh, yeah, whether yeah. it's with his mom yeah. or with a cat. We yeah. haven't really talked about Kat Dennings either, about how great she is. In the oh, movie. she is so good, so good in this. Yeah. Um, so she's, you know, she's... She, it is a little bit for type, you know, she's played the sort of kind of snarky, but sweet character before. Um, but she's definitely, maybe that was the first time she had that kind of type. She was also uh, in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, a movie that, that I love. Yeah, that's a good one. That's but I really like her in it. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, she is completely... Um, I think she's in control of the relationship mm -hmm. with Charlie. Mm -hmm. You know, she she's a strong woman, and um, she or strong. I mean, she's not necessarily a woman yet. She's a strong young woman, yeah, uh, strong teenager, and you know, she knows what she wants, and she's you know does what's important to her, and she cares about her dad, and she feels conflicted about you know, her, her situation with both of her parents. So I don't know. I just, I, I think she was, I really like that character. Um, and I think she's a really good actress. Absolutely. And, and I like how it, the movie didn't play into the whole, you know, preacher's daughter, teacher's daughter sort of, yeah. you know, stereotype, which it could have easily have done. I mean, it, it acknowledged it. But it didn't, you know, harp on it too much. Right. That was the exactly. thing that, that I really liked about that. 
Um, but yeah, Charlie Brown, it, it is, um, like I said, it's a really good movie. And, and like I said, it is a film that it's, for me, like I said, I do like it. It's not quite a, actually, wait, how do I, drawing a blank right now. <laughs> it's, um, I, I, I do like it. I, it. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for everyone because like I said, the, the subject matter and some, some of the scenes I think would be problematic for um, many people. But other than that, like I said, I've always, I've always really liked it. And when you um, I think last episode of this was on mic or off mic, and you mentioned Charlie Bartlett, uh, my ears just perked up. It's like, yeah, someone else has heard of this movie. Because <laughs> 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 a lot of people haven't heard of it. A lot of people. Yeah, um, it's just, it was a small movie. It didn't make a ton of yeah. money for sure. And it was and it was pre Iron Man. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. I, I think it was like a year before Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, but cool. Um, so cool. Uh, and thank you so much for being here um, yeah. today. And and, um, and and you've got other movies mentioned also in, in your book, Our Favorite Movies, um, how, how movies affect our mental health. And I know um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is in your book, uh, which we talked about last uh, month. Uh, Contact is in it. One of my favorite movies. Inside Out, which Inside I Out is also another on, on episode. Inside Out, to definitely. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of um, lot of good movies. So rather than asking yourself what's on Netflix tonight, um, Anne's book will have a lot of good recommendations for you. A lot of good suggestions in this book. Um, Thank you. So I, I do want to mention um, a few more resources um, as we wind down. I know that there is uh, Mental Health America, mhanational.org. Uh, there's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, nami.org. Uh, Maddenamerica.com is one that people have mentioned. I know if... Um, Actually, I won't say it. I won't say it. <laughs> Verdi getting people upset about that. Um, but um, and then um, writing wisely also, where they can learn more about your, your work and, and, and the favorite movies book. Correct. Yep. Yep. Writing wisely. And my website is we are writing wisely. And on Facebook, my my page, my business page is writing wisely. Good, good deal. Well, well, thanks so much for being here. And and. We didn't mention what movie for next month, so you're gonna to have to listen and stay tuned to see what that would be. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be yeah, it'll be a surprise. So, <laughs> but th thanks everyone for for listening. Um, stay safe, everyone, and uh, talk next time. Uh, bye.